0: Hey, hey, welcome back, my fellow Gen CEOs. You are now tapped into episode number 10. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe out there. Uh, Today, special guest is going to be a good one. We have my good guy on, Drew Sanders. How you doing today, Drew?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Lucky number 10, huh?
0: Lucky number 10. It's it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and we've been trying to get this together, so I'm I'm definitely uh, well appreciated that you were able to tap in.
1: I'm a little upset that it took nine other people before me to get to this point. I'm a little upset. I'm I'm not even gonna lie.
0: Hey, technically, you were actually supposed to be the first one, but you know, things happen in divine order. We we talk about that. So, lucky number ten is the one.
1: No doubt. That's one of my favorite numbers, anyway. So we good.
0: See, look at that. Look at that. So how you? (laughs) How have you been doing? Um, for the last couple of weeks, a couple of months, I should say. Um, just on the mental mental and physical health uh, tip?
1: Um, Not even going to lie to you. uh, In the beginning, well, this whole quarantine has been a very special situation in humanity, you know what I'm saying? But for me personally, Quarantine was great, but towards the end, well, we're still in quarantine, but towards, <laughs> you know, because niggas think they just, niggas the quarantine Damn. is over with yeah, but you know, But, you know, that's what media does to you, right? Media, you know, they, they'll switch it up. In the last few weeks, I think what you're talking about is like what happened with George Floyd or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, uh, 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 Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna, uh, like all these different stories that we're hearing about in the culture right now when it comes to black people it's been like kind of like the main thing on black lives matter. So, I mean, I think for me, um, like I said, it was kind of heavy, you know, a few weeks ago, especially with the, uh, the, the unfortunate death of George Floyd, um, you know, that work that week, man, that first week I was going through a whole different energy, man. I was feeling some type of different, some type of way. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I've gotten out of that, you know, um, I had to do some, some, some on my mental, my own mental work and, you know remove myself from the media remove myself from looking at certain things on instagram or facebook or twitter um so i'm in so i've been good i've been i've been in a better space now i'm in a better space now but i'm not even gonna lie it's it's been turbulent you know Mm -hmm. it hasn't really been uh, a smooth ride but you know i know personally i got a lot of work to do so i can't really let, let let the news deter me from the mission
0: yeah, so we're, we're going uh, to tap into all of the different businesses that you are involved in. But can you talk about how you know, that journey was for the last couple of weeks of finding the right time when to post and um, acceptable content at that time? And then actually just getting back on track and saying, all right, well, let me actually take things, take matters and back into my own hands and get back to work.
1: Well, you know what's so funny with the Aware brand? Um, I own a clothing line called The Aware Brand and you know everything that we've been doing and posting already made sense for this whole movement so it's funny man we we saw some of our best sales in the last few couple months mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because the message that we've been preaching for the last two years three years whatever has been what we're talking about right now like knowing yeah. thyself and understanding the by- power of black people and and everything like that so we really never really like kind of like changed up what we was doing on that end for the aware brand like we just stayed consistent to our brand and our authenticity and and our integrity of the brand is just stuck Mm -hmm. to that um and then with like you know RB and tap you know that's kind of been like a little different angle we took a little break just to like you know let people grieve and you know in their own way and express their emotions in their own way and you know um, but now we're back on track with that because and the show must go, mustn't go on, mm-hmm. but we still have to be mindful of people and the, the movement that's happening right now. Um, but yeah, so we really have, I haven't really like kind of like stared away from what, I, what I've been doing,
0: you know. Got you. It's been got, mindful. Got you. Not Now touching on uh, the wear brand and R&B and tap, um, can you talk about um, the titles that you hold with both um, and, and just dive a little bit more in deep? Um, into both of the entities. Copy,
1: copy. So, so I own a an, an, uh, a multimedia entertainment company called Fly Nation. Uh, Fly Nation is the parent company for RB and Tap. We're also um, a co partner, co founder through me for the Aware brand, which is our socially conscious. Um, strong uh, uh 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 oh yeah i'm just socially conscious of Caroline, you know um so so i i'm the co-founder and owners of all all those different properties so with the, so the aware brand i co-founded that with my best friend who i grew, who I grew up with um since it's six years old his name is richard Faison. um we you know came up with this brand called the aware brand i've been working on that for the last like three to four years um officially launched february 2019 um and then also I'm the founder of R&B and Tap, which is our music platform.
0: Well, let me stop you right there real quick. Let me stop you right there. Um, you said something really important. You, you were working on the Aware brand for three years?
1: Longer than that, probably like four years, yeah.
0: So what was, what was all of the in-between for it to officially, you know, be established and released in 2019?
1: Um, just figuring out our brand, our aesthetic, our feel who we are, you know what I'm saying, um, different looks. Like we, we was printing up hats and t-shirts and stuff, but like, and we would just be like, you know, sell it to our friends and just get their mm-hmm. opinions on it. It wasn't really a, a thing like where we was really trying to sell it to the world. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, the, the fact that we took our time with it and now, and then now we're like kind of reaping, you know, the, the benefits off of the, taking our time, it, it, was, it, was, it was perfect to do it that way. You know what I'm saying? We,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, like I was just telling somebody earlier, I ain't rushing for nobody. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my time. I take my time in curating. I take my time in planning things out and doing it the way I want to do it. And the, you know, you got other people who go at a different speed, but I don't mind going at a at, at turtle speed or, you know, at a, or mm-hmm. at a constant, consistent pace.
0: For you. Because,
1: yeah. um, you know, my shit going to be, be around forever, even when I die. You know what I'm saying? People going to talk about me when, after I'm gone. So I want to make sure that whatever I'm building, those properties that I have, you know what I'm saying, um, it, it, it's impacting for a lifetime. And um, so I think we were very intentional, me and my partners. We were very intentional about taking our time to be aware brand because we knew this is an international brand. This mm-hmm. is a worldwide brand. And that, you know, we had to just, you know, just figure out how we want to position it to the world. So that's why we, so we took our time on it with that.
0: So you were, you were essentially starting off with samples and... At, at yeah,
1: just samples, hats, some samples, shirts, sample hats. We even had a website just to drive people, our family and friends to, like, yo, cop this shit. But well, we did our real relaunch, like, February 2019, like, when we got with, we got with our other partner, um, Omar... Mm-hmm. And we was just like, all right, yo, what's this brand and study? How this shit feel? What, yo, we really like drilled it out. And we're like, yeah, all right, we're going to really relaunch this shit off. It was kind of like a relaunch, but it was really like the official launch. Launch this shit off. We're going to let the world, you know, we really doing this shit, The aware brand. And um, that was in February 2019.
0: So was that, a, was that more so of a feeling or was it analytical where you saw numbers involved and say, all right, we need to, to rebrand this right now and just go full throttle?
1: Um, It was more of a feeling. Um yeah, it was more of a feeling, it was more of a feeling that we had, you know. Because I mean, I was still in the midst of like Mr. Harm being tapped. And I was still kind of like a lot, a lot a lot of my energy was going towards that. Um and um yeah, so we just felt like at that time it was the right time to really relaunch and and and, and present it to the world.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. I know people, I know people who are listening. They're going to take that in and digest that um, because, you know, work on your own time. That's really important to work on your time. That, Don't let no one rush you. Um, but speaking of R&B and TAP, um, I know you were about to touch on it for a little bit. So, t- so touch on um, r and and TAP and where it stemmed from and, and where you want it to go in the future.
1: Man, r and TAP is just for the culture, man. Like it's a passion project of mine that is that it started off as a passion project and then it became a business it ended up becoming more, I made more money off of R&B and tap than ever managing one artist at one time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I think that's kind of where the inspiration came from. I, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but I used to manage artists. Um, well, a lot of people do not know that. Mom, my parents didn't know that shit. But, uh, you know, people, you know, I used to manage artists. I was managing artists in college. Mm-hmm. And up until probably 2000, hmm, 13 14 you know so i was managing artists and accents for like five years and um i just i was just kind of burnt out from it and then i took a break from that and um you know it was funny because at the time i was like i was living in atlanta at the time and i was trying to figure and i'm an r&b head like i listen to r&b music more than i listen to rap you know so i um i was looking i was like yo trap is crazy right now in the egg like you know i'm in the middle of that shit so i'm like yo but there isn't but I said, I got a dope ass homie who's a dope ass R and B singer. I know this other dope dope ass person, but I can't go to see them perform. Where Where do they perform at? There's no places for them to perform. And I know I'm not the only person that wants to see this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of like kind of inspired me to like kind of do what I, what, what R and B and tap is now. So then the name came to me. I went to this Vitamin Water Uncapped series. Um, <laughs> on, uh, yeah, in Atlanta. Maybe I, I never this. knew that. Yeah, the internet was performing, and uh, I was like uncapped, and then I went to sleep on it, and then um, and then I, the name Untapped came to me. And I was like Untapped. Matter of fact, no, I actually told my mom. I was like, "Yo, uncapped." I said, "What you think about that?" I mean, I was like R&B uncapped R&B, and then she was like R&B Untapped. I was like, "There it is, mm. R&B Untapped." So got the name, and then I found like two of my homies that was R&B singers, and then we had another artist that we that was on the radar. And then I found this dope-ass spot in Atlanta called BQE. a very small, intimate show. And we did it. We did it free. We did, our, we did our first five shows for free mm. just to see how, how many people we could get in the room. All the drinks sold out. Like, RSVP sold out. And we knew that we had something. You know, he was like, oh, okay. People want this. People want this. So, started off like that. So, basically, r and Tap is just, you know, basically giving our audience... The, the opportunity to be the early adopters of tomorrow's RB superstar. You know, we had everybody from Ari Lennox. Like, in 2016, we had Ari Lennox. You know what I mean? Jake Gladden, Lord, uh Aaron Ray, Mariba, uh, Damar Jackson, hey. uh, you know. Uh, who, I, mean, I'm, I know I'm missing a lot of people because we had over, like, 60 people hit our stage. Third, you know, I'm, some of my favorites, like Sergio, Brick Leon, who was on to P.J. Morton um ray louise out of detroit three out of detroit um uh it's a lot it's a lot of artists felix who's popping right now we had mm-hmm. him three years ago you know what i'm saying um it's a lot of artists man a lot of artists hit our stage and uh sammy you know what i'm saying he's mm-hmm. when he kind of it's a lot of artists you know so we uh we kind of like wanted to be we want to be that home for you know, emerging R&B acts to be able to showcase and, you know, their talents and most importantly, tell their stories so they can connect with their audience in a special way.
0: Absolutely. I love the fact that your beginning story started with your peers, you know, and coming up with them. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of collaboration, you know, with your own and understanding that a lot of the stuff that you do isn't just a one-man show?
1: No, it's not, man. And I think a lot of more people need to uh, adopt that, you know, a lot of people need to collaborate a little bit more with their peers, um, especially if y'all like are kind of doing the same shit. It's like it doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense to co- try to like combat each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing about the black community: we're so divisive internally because we're so like cliqueish and we don't want to fuck with you and do this and do that. And ah, you know, oh, nah, man, nah. But like, the power is in numbers. Yeah, the power is in collaboration. You know, and uh, I felt like you know, if I have a homie that's dope at this. I got a homie that's dope at this. Shit, i let's let's do something together. You know what I mean? My my cloth my, clothes, my uh, wear brand is three homies that decided to put something together. You know what I mean? First it was just two and then we added the other homie on. You know, um R and B and Tap, the first, the show the artists who performed, most of them were, some of in the beginning, most of them were homies. Mm. So I was like, yo, yeah, you need, a two, exactly. you, need a, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like let me let me be a friend of you and, and put you on. Like, you know. Or let's let's use each other's, you know, audience and platforms and put something together special. So I think it's very important, man, to work with your peers and collaborate. Collaboration is key. And I think we need to adopt that a little bit more in our community.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was uh, on the last episode. I was telling Fuzz that um, it's better to make $20 together rather than, you know, you get $5 and I get $5. Like, why not just, right. just bring it? bring it together, um, and, and just growing and learning from each other. So I many, right. I mean, just you and I sitting there and talking about different ideas and and just growing off of each other, feeding each other information, it's helpful for each other. You might say something like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take that and I'm going to go use it to towards something else, but because we had that open dialogue, you know, people wanting to... <laughs> Keep information and feel like they need to keep keep information. Or what, where do you think that come from? Just thinking of that, that's like some,
1: that's some um, that's some slave shit.
0: Mm. Mm. You know what I mean?
1: That's just some 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 shit that's been trickled down in the genetics, the epigenetics of black people. Yeah. Uh, like you know the scarcity tactic. Like yo, <laughs> it ain't enough. So I'm gonna just keep this to myself. Yeah. But actually, it's more it's more than it's way more than enough that's the that's the beauty of this whole thing called god in the universe god is is overflowing and and in abundance and if you could tap into that energy and and know that that you know money is made on demand and they they ain't just made a hundred trillion dollars for the year and that's it niggas make money on they print that shit all day every day you know what i'm saying so i think that's what people got to understand like if you want it, you could get that shit, you just yeah. got it, but you know, but the, the most important thing is I think and just passing, information is meant to be passed on. It's not meant to be hoarded, you know what I'm saying. It's exactly. meant to be passed on exactly and 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 you know, ideas come and go, that's mm-hmm. why I don't have a problem telling my, sharing some of my ideas with people, yeah you know what I mean, because it's like I get a thousand of things all day every day, you know what yeah. I'm saying, so it's, and you know because I just know how to get it. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, you know, and, mm. and that took practice, you know?
0: Took Talk a lot about of practice. that. Expand on that a little bit.
1: Meditation, man. Inspiration. Like, I, I like to do things that inspire me. Like, you know, you got to find out what you what inspires you, what triggers your creativity. You know, I'm the only child, so I had to spend a lot of time with self to uh, learn what do I like or how mm. can I t- entertain myself? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I spend a lot of time on my mind. So, um, so yeah, man. Just finding out, like you know, going to art galleries. I, I never really had a problem with going to a, a a museum by myself. Never really had a problem going to the movies by myself or going out to eat by myself if I needed some inspiration.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I just started doing that last year. Even if I'm if I go out to eat, I'm a, I might take a book or something like that. But I refuse to get on my phone and scroll or. Even even with other people, like all my friends know if I'm out and or if we at a gathering or something like that, there's no way everybody's on their phone. We have something to talk about. We have something to discuss. Everybody can't just be here scrolling mm-hmm. on Instagram or scrolling on the internet. Like let, let's talk about... See, let's talk about anything, you know what I'm saying, that can
1: yeah.
0: increase and influence our own minds. So one thing that I do admire about you, through um, is hearing your story and your transition from Detroit or to Detroit, I should say,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that is a true example of um, putting faith into yourself, betting on yourself. Um, so, can you talk about because you are originally you are from New York, Um yeah. And can you talk about your transition um, from New York going to undergrad? Uh, where what was it again? Tuskegee University, and then transitioning from Atlanta. And uh, most recent transitioning from Atlanta to Detroit. Can can you talk yeah. about um, just putting that faith on yourself, in yourself, and understanding that you are not in the same place that you, that you were a year, a half ago, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Two years ago, yeah, no, nah, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, I had 17. I decided to go down to Alabama for college. I didn't know anybody. I was like, I to get out of New York. Um, college wasn't really a big thing for me, though, but I did get accepted to, like, three schools. One was, like, uh, one was Tuskegee. The other one was Southern University. The other one was Grambling. Mm. I did get accepted to Morehouse, but they wanted me to go to summer school, and I was like, nah, not going to summer <laughs> school. You know, um, and uh, I was just like, you know what? Let me, let me uh, go to Alabama. I didn't know it soul, But, I, 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 like I say, like, I, I'm daring. I'm daring like that. You know what I'm saying? And then, most importantly, man, I had a beautiful mother. I still got a beautiful mother that was very big on exposure for me. Mm-hmm. Like, she took me places with her as a kid and took me to different things to just open up different pockets in my mind. So I always had a curious mind, and I was never scared to just, like, jump into the unknown. So it wasn't a thing for me to, like, go to Alabama. I wasn't scared. I was like, oh, shit, I'm out. Fuck it. You know right. what I'm saying? Um so I went to Alabama, graduated from Tuskegee University. Then I actually moved to L.A. right after college.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, moved to L.A. for a minute. Um, but then I actually I, I was interning um, for uh, two management companies during that summer. And then uh, I got a call to work at BET in Atlanta. And then I came back to Atlanta. But I probably would have stayed in L.A., though, honestly. Mm. Um, I, in retrospect, I should have stayed in LA. But and and then uh, so when when it came to Atlanta, did my eight year bid there, and then um I w- I felt like I was I had a cap. I was like, all right, I'm ready to move on to a different city, try something something different. Now I'm young, I don't have any kids, um, I'm not married. Um, so let me try something different before I make a a, a decision that's going to keep me here. Mm. Um. So I ended up moving up here to Detroit, and uh, I'm not even going to lie, man. It was one of the darkest points of my life, you know what I'm saying? Um, very, very broke. Very, very broke. Didn't have too much to my name. Lost my job before I moved up here. So I was dead ass on my last dollars. I packed two bags, two duffel bags, told my boy. My boy actually told me to come up here. He was like, yo, I think you should come to Detroit. I think you'll like it. Or you'll thrive here. Well, that's what he said. He said, you'll thrive here. You, the city needs you, bro. And I was like, okay. So moved up here. And it was the first six months was challenging. I'm talking about I was ready to move in the first six months. I was ready to either go back, go to L.A., move to New York. But I definitely wasn't going back to Atlanta. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so, um, but then I ended up getting a job that was kind of like a dream job for me. And uh yeah, fast forward like a year and a half later, we're here now. And I'm like, Okay, cool, this is cool. But the just you know, just just the you know, I'm not scared of the unknown. I, I, I think that, you know, the unknown has a lot of answers for us, for us, you know what I'm saying? But we just have to be prepared to tap into it because it's gonna be some shit that you may not wanna hear or see or feel.
0: Mm-hmm. But whatever
1: you are looking for, you will find it. And um you just gotta be brave. You gotta have courage. Yeah. Um and that's it, yeah. do you, Do you think
0: like, that Do you think that time uh, that that six month duration was probably some of the best moments in in hindsight of forcing you to sit still for a second? And, and
1: oh my god! Yes, mm. thinking about it right now. Um, mm. Yeah, I was so in tune. I'm still too in tune with God, but my 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 intuition was on a a whole nother level because I was praying and meditating every day, Mm. all day, every day, praying multiple times out the day, talking to God, manifesting everything that I have now. Like I envisioned myself having the car that I have now. I envisioned the loft that I live in right now. I I envisioned the job that I wanted every day. I was like, God, please give this to me. And then not even asking for God, I was already claiming it. Mm. I was like, you already got this, you know? Oh, or I'm, and I might or I might imagine myself I might be in my boy with driving his car around but I'm imagining myself driving the car I got right now yeah just smelling the leather on the wheel smelling the fresh new car you know what yeah. I mean just just like you know planting those seeds in my mind and then I ended up manifesting it man so I think that you know that time alone that time to just be humble I think it was a, a huge time for me to be humble I had, coming from a a dope-ass crib, coming from a high and being in Atlanta as one of the tastemakers of the city of Atlanta and deciding to just abruptly leave and, and go to a new city. It was humbling because I'm, I don't know anybody out here. You know what I'm saying? I don't, really, you know, I don't really have too much family in Detroit. So it was just a different um, experience for me, but I, I tapped into myself and I think tapping into myself afforded me to get all the things that I have now.
0: Absolutely. Someone said to me, um, I think it was the other day, is that when you accept that you deserve something or you deserve the life that you want to live is when you will move forward or when you will go forward and you will be able to accept everything that comes to you. And I'm just like, wow, because that's equivalent to manifesting, right? How can you manifest something when you don't feel like you deserve it? Mm. Um, so <laughs> just taking that in. Okay. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is, and I think that that is a lot of soul searching and, and yeah. mentally that you have to give to 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 become equipped to that and, and accepting yeah. that. So, um, just getting back on track. One thing that I that I also see in you um, is your networking skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would definitely say that your networking skills stand out. Can you? Tell the listeners, you know, a few key, strat- few, ugh, few key strategies um, to networking and building rapport with people.
1: Um, the first thing is be yourself, you know, because <laughs> people read through that fake shit all day. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I curse a lot. So, no, it's okay. That's um,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, I would say just be yourself, be authentic, you know. Um, and go to the, if, you, if you're networking with somebody, just let them know, like, what you're connecting with them on. Like, let them know, like, yo, I got this, so I'm doing this, so I know you do this. Like, how can we work on this? Like, like be, like, transparent, you mm-hmm. know, um, with, with your intentions. Because, you know, there are a lot of opportunists out there and people connect with you and you don't even, they got ulterior motives. And it's like, you don't want to burn no bridges with anybody. So you always want to be, I just say this, just be authentically you and be and be and be uh intentional about how you want this relationship to be you know what you're going into it for. why do you want to introduce yourself to this person hmm. and know uh, and 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 how, how can you benefit from or how can they benefit
0: from you? Sorry no over those things So are you saying like going in you know with the pitch with the elevator pitch or something like that, but not That's too hard to be natural. okay. So give me an example how you would go up and introduce yourself.
1: Everybody's different, yo. <laughs> I'm for real. Like Everybody's different. Like, and a lot of people say yo, my networking skills are good, but I don't really even think about that. I just, I'm just one of those people who I'm, I'm very personable. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to just... I, lo- I love humans. So it don't matter who you are, you, your background, or your skin color, or anything like that. I just love humans. And um, so I, I, I kind of like be. I'm inspired by every engagement that I have, and I, and I try to go into it be to be open to get inspired. So everything, every situation might be different. Like i just networked with. I mean, i just connected to two people with two people today. Two business owners today. They got a, one has a distillery company. Another one's about to open up an Indian restaurant in the Eastern Market. You know That's what I'm nice. saying? And, and and I'm just and I it was I was just was being me. I was just like, yo, it's good. Like you know, just being me. Like. And not going into it trying to get something out of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like just really just connecting with them because I felt the energy, I felt the vibes. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's kind of how I move. I don't really just run up to any and everybody. Like I really peep them out first. I'm like, hmm, I like the energy. I like how they. I like. I like. I like how they move it. You know what I'm saying? Let me. Let me. Let me uh, run up on them real quick and just introduce myself. You know what I'm saying? And then leave it at that. And if if the conversation continues, then we'll continue it. But again, you you have to be yourself a lot of people try to like if they want to network with somebody that they've been admiring for a while they might go up to that person perceiving that they this person may respect uh an aura or uh, or uh a bravado about you and you put this on yourself and you go up there and then you might turn that person off mm. because you're not even being yourself you know what i'm saying so yeah. i think it's just the, the, the most important thing is to be yourself And, and then, and then connect with that person. And if if it's not meant to be, that's cool because it ain't supposed to be.
0: Yeah. What's for you. Was for you. Come on. So that's it. That's facts. That's facts. Now, now taking a little, a different angle and you can answer this question if you want to, I don't know how, how deep you want to go into this, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's nothing like that though. But your dream job that, that you're speaking of right now, um, a lot of a lot of listeners and, you know, all of us who are aspiring to be CEOs of our, of our own companies um, are working nine to fives. Right. You are one of those who are able to to essentially gain from your nine to five and put it into your own business. Can you talk about the strategies behind doing that?
1: Behind going into my nine to five and taking those strategies and implementing it into my own yeah, business.
0: Yep, correct, correct. Or even, um, you know, from... Yeah,
1: because I'll always, to be honest with you, I've never really been like a corporate guy. Um, so this is like my first corporate experience, like real, real corporate experience. I've always like had contract gigs or I was just always hustling, doing some other shit. But um, But this was like, this is like something that I knew in this phase of my life and with my businesses, I need to create structure. Um, and, you know, the thing about a lot of Black-owned businesses, they lack because they don't have structure. But a lot of Black-owned businesses are started by people who never really had corporate experience at a high level. Like, I work for, like, the Nike of, like, the spirits industry. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're number two in the world. So, like, so our productivity or the way we operate is on a whole nother level. So, I was like, this is like the perfect chance for me to take some strategies or some plans or just the way how people communicate or any of that. Like, the, this is the perfect opportunity for me to take some of this and then sprinkle that in my own business and and make it work. So, um, so like, so, for instance, if there's like um, So, if I might see, like, a how somebody is developing a campaign for... Like one of the products you may drop, then I might take that structure or some of that, some of the plans that they use. I'm like mm-hmm. and use it for one of the campaigns we may have for the Aware brand or for R&B and tap. Like you know, it's just little stuff like that. But you're supposed to do that shit. Like if you didn't go get your MBA or if you didn't go to get your, your undergrad degree from somewhere, but you have an opportunity to work for an organization that's going to teach you, and you have you know um, entrepreneurship endeavors. Or, you know, you should fucking take some of those ideas and definitely use corporate and put that shit into your own business. That's yeah. been game.
0: Yeah. That's Don't white folks do that shit all the time. That's facts. I, you know, it, it's it's crazy because now that you're saying that, it and, and this is no shade, but when you have those businesses who lack customer service or uh, different corporate tactics professionally, it makes sense because... They don't have that that previous experience to say, okay, maybe this is how I should handle a, a dispute, or this is how I should handle a customer when they're walking into my business, and I should greet them, etc. So I've never looked at it like that because I just always thought, okay, that's that's just something that you should have, or because I've worked for corporate jobs, so it's just something that I know that you should bring in. But that raises a great point, and I've never really looked at it like that. As simple as it as it sounds um but also uh moving with intention so if you have a job that you want um i'm sorry if you have a business that you want to do find a job for a corporation that is similar to that or in that field so you can grab and take from that and feed your own business into that it's basically
1: 100 percent. have intentions like now i mean you know i don't know who's listening to this and you know i just gotta be very careful but yeah like that was my intention. That is my intention. I mean, I, and very, that's real. Like, I, want, I came into this to learn, to be a sponge. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that was my intent. I want to be able to soak up everything I can, you know, uh, uh, from this experience. You know what I'm saying? So I could use it in any other space I want to go into after, whether it's consulting, whether it's my own shit, whatever. I just wanted to be able to go into the situation, being able to be a sponge and soak up all the knowledge and juice I can.
0: Exactly. So, that's facts. Now, throughout all of the hardships and everything that you've experienced, what would you say um, is something that keeps you going and keeps you motivated, you know, day in and day out? I'm sure that there's days you like, man, fuck all this. I don't really want to do this right
1: now. No, nah, today was one of those days. Like, <clears throat> today was one of the days I ain't really feel like doing nothing, you know? And you need those days. You need those days to just, like, decompress and, like, like, I was funny because, like, you know, you'd be so caught up, like, like a couple of people told me that you last put hours, I was like, you busy as hell. Like you've been putting, you know, you've been putting in work. You've been putting in work. But for me, I don't feel that when I'm in it. I don't feel it at all. But then also today, but today when I was showering today, I was just like, damn, I, I, do, I definitely go harder than like the average human being. Mm. I really do. And sometimes you really have to treat yourself and just have a day to just not do anything.
0: You have to be delicate to yourself.
1: You have to be kind to of yourself, man. That's one of our, you know, our slogans for the brand. You know, be kind to yourself. So, you know, um, you know, so so, I'm, I'm trying to get back to what you was asking me. So, I mean, so I always know my purpose, though, right? My purpose, my purpose is to create, empower, and um, curate, empower, curate experiences, empower and educate people of color, black people. Mm-hmm. That's just my whole purpose in life. I want to curate some of the dopest experiences for Black people. I want to empower them the best way I can through the experiences, and I want to educate them. Yeah, that's all I want to do. Yeah, that's all I want to do. That's, uh, that's so. So I always remember that that my, that's my purpose, and do it at a high quality level too. Yeah, you know. So so I, that's so that's like kind of like the thing I always you know remind myself, man. You know, you gotta you might have to get into this bag, you might have to do this, but I, I feel like I do a lot of that. You
0: know, so. Yeah, you know, I, I ain't going to talk on your age and nothing like that. Everybody still think you're 25, but... They think I'm so young. They think I'm so young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you, so young. You, you've been around for a minute and you, you've seen a lot of stuff and you talk about passion and you are the definition. Uh, this episode is the definition of turning your passion into a business. Mm-hmm. Now, so for those who are, you know, in their early 20s or in their early teens or even, you know, in their 30s, looking to turn their passion or trying to find that passion first, what would you say are some things that you need to tap into to find your passion first, but then also making the transition of turning your passion into a business? Mm.
1: Hmm. Finding your passion takes time to, when you get to know yourself. You ain't going to really know your passion until you get to know yourself. Mm. So who are you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the number one question you should always ask yourself. What do you want out of life? Actually, that's another question. What do you want? What do you want to what do you how do you want to be remembered? And I think once you like start asking yourself those type of questions and start identifying those things, then I think the purpose kind of like naturally unveils itself to you. It's just like, oh okay, damn, okay. But you gotta know self, you gotta know yourself. Yeah. And I, I think that's the number one ingredient to understand what your purpose is or your passion is. And then turning that into a business, not every passion is supposed to be turned into a business. You know what I'm oh, saying? That's a, that's a gym right there. You know, not every, every, not every passion is supposed to be turned into a business, you know? Fortunately for me, I like to put on shows. So that's, that's, a, that's a business. And I still, it ain't like I made a lot of money off of it, and I still don't care to make a lot of money off of it. So it's not like a huge, like, yo, I got to make a million dollars off this year. Off and putting on live shows. Nah, I just really want to give the community something to look forward to every other month. Mm. You know what I mean? If I can make a few dollars hand in, feed the team, and everybody eat, everybody good, you know what I'm saying? We good. Like, I'm, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? And, um, so I mean, you just got to know, okay, is this passion something worth me put, like, put, because it, it's, it's not easy to start a business. So you got to understand, like, if, is it, because then if you start the business, it takes away from the passion. You know what I'm saying? True. So you gotta understand, okay. Do you want to step in those waters? You gotta actually you gotta ask yourself a lot of questions. It's like, or do you want to do you just rather work on this passion on your own time? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's your hobby. Daytime, that's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just something you like to do to get away from reality for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Or you just or if that's much something you want to do, just be prepared. Sometimes you may not, it may not be, it may not be a passion five years down the line. Yeah. And I had and I actually went through that like with r and tap, like it was more passion at first. And then I was like, I realized how much business has to go into this shit. I was like, I stopped liking this shit for a minute. Cause I was just like, damn, this shit ain't fun no more. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be willing to um to understand and know that, you know, when you're starting a business off your passion, there's an opportunity or a chance you may not love, may not have that passion anymore because it's so much that goes into creating a business and building the business, a sufficient inefficient in business it it goes it's a lot that goes into it so you gotta like kind of make that decision do I want to just keep this passion to myself or do I want the world to know this
0: yeah it's a lot it's a lot that goes in it now let me let me Mm -hmm. ask you something real quick um (laughs) 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 no because I want to understand this myself because someone told me something that I'm about to say after you answer after you uh answered this question someone said well okay answer it so is Knowing and, and, and finding what you're good at, the same as your passion.
1: No, I think certain people got talents. Okay. And you know, they're good at, you know, they're just good at certain things, but some people just have a desire. And mm. and to, to 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 just do certain things. You get know what I'm saying? I'm I'm good yeah. at I'm I'm good. I'm good at a lot of different things, but my desire is here. And I think that's what the passion is. Ooh, okay. You know, you know what I'm like saying? That. Yeah. Like people, people people are blessed with a lot of different skill sets and talents and stuff like that. But where is your desire at? Where is that burning desire to do that talent or that or that that thing that you're good at? That's where the passion is at. But we're all talented in different things. But the desire is what's gonna make it a passion.
0: I love that answer. I love that answer. That was a great breakdown of that. Someone told me, um, to pretty much map out your resume, right? Map out what you've done. Um and I had I've had a lot of jobs. <laughs> map out what you've done. <laughs> map out what you've done and look at the job descriptions or the things that you have on your resume. Yeah. Pick out the things that you were very successful at. Write them all down, gather them and say put them on paper or whatever as you you know individually put them on paper you put it together and you figure out you know what that synopsis is and try to internalize that to to figure out you know what you're good at and what you can exceed at um to focus on what do you think about that if i explained that right
1: say it one more time
0: <laughs> so Basically, she told me to um, write like, down like,
1: from your resume, write down all the things you were good at in the job.
0: Correct. Correct. Right. Write them all down. Internalize it. Map out like if you could say if it, it was two sentences or say if it was this, if you could put this towards one or one to three skills that you were good at. So say, for example, all right, you're good at sales. All right. You're good at marketing. All right. You're good at whatever. So once you have them and say, oh shit, I was very successful at all of this. Let me focus on going this route instead of being so generalized and I don't have a clue where I'm really trying to uh where I'm really trying to pinpoint. Does that make sense?
1: No, that makes a lot of sense. And I just say that's more like you're, those are the things that you're good at. Those mm-hmm. are just the things you're good at doing. But are you passionate about those things? It's funny because a lot of my college friends, right? We graduated from college. I've always been driven and led by passion i've mm-hmm. always everything that i've done like and that's funny because i was the job that i do have now i do say it was a dream job and i didn't know and i and i say it's a dream job that i always wanted to just be in activating spirits and you know and you know being able to have a uh a, 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 a remote job where i don't have to go into an office and then if i do go into office i could be completely myself and i could wear the shit i want to wear i could have the tats i have and all that stuff so that's what i look at but um I have some college friends, man. They're like, yo, like, you're so lucky, man. Like, you're able to, like, fulfill some of your passions. And, you know, I'm working this 9 to 5 at Frito-Lay, and I just don't like it and stuff like that. But I wish I could do the shit I really love. And But they're killing it, though. They're doing a great job at their job. They're moving up the corporate ladder. They're doing all this stuff, but they're very unhappy. You
0: mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, so but, what so would you th- tell that person? So what would you tell that person? that's listening and that has a similar story to your friend, how to get out of that situation. Well, how do you
1: want your quality of life? Mm. What type of quality of life do you want to live? That's, that, I think that's what people got to start identifying what type of life they want to live. I'd rather live a life that I'm doing all the things I love to do every day when I wake up. That's personally the life I want to live. Yeah. But some people live off a monetary standpoint. like they they, 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 they they rather work a job than just know they have a check coming in. But I'm already rich. I'm wealthy as fuck mm-hmm. already. Mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually, mm-hmm. So I'm already gonna drive all the things that I want in my life off of that because I know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, so I I, I was just say to whoever's listening, you know, ask yourself what type of quality of life you want to live. Quality of life to me is one of the the number the number one thing to me. You know, um, and and what I mean by quality of life, like breaking down how do you see yourself living like what do you, what what type of quali- what type of qualities are within that space of you or how you want to live do you want to have this dope ass four hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand dollar crib or do you want to have this do you want to live in the inner city or do you want to live in suburbia do, do you want to uh, work this nine to five or do you want to be a, a entrepreneur like you got to figure out those different things So it could match up to your quality of life and how you want to live your life. Because it's so important to wake up and do what you want to do. You have to, or if not, you're going to be a very unhappy person. And there are a lot of unhappy people because people are waking up and doing what they think they're supposed to do versus doing what they love to do. And
0: I knew knew at a younger age, uh, specifically when I graduated college, that I couldn't feel like that anymore. And I thought I was crazy. I'm not going to lie, because... All my other friends they were graduate Well, they graduated, they had a job and they were working a job, and for me, I'm like, after three months, this shit ain't gonna work. I don't even like it <laughs> right
1: right <laughs> and I'm
0: thinking something' is wrong with me I know this can't be the way of life that I continue to live like I'm just chasing a Friday or a Saturday every right. you know what I'm
1: saying fuck. but you getting that check that check is super consistent, but that's but that's 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 see that, that's the thing like not to cut you off, but no, go ahead that check keep you right where you need to be every other week oh. it come it's super consistent and it keeps you right where you need to be and people are very comfortable and and, and complete with that you know because the fact of like going out and doing what you love it may not match up to that check you're getting every two weeks and it may not or you may not get it consistently every two weeks every other every other week you know what I'm saying? And you may not you may not and they may not be as consistent, but you have yeah. to be okay with that if you're gonna stay you to step out there.
0: That's a, that's and a lot of people
1: are, and a lot of people aren't okay with that.
0: Yeah, that, that's where sacrifices come in. How bad do you really 100%. want it? How 100%. bad do you really, really want it?
1: And though and those who really go out there and go get it, they they are rewarded. God mm-hmm. always, always reward those who work.
0: That's true. That's true. I, I would say, um, when I first quit my my job in 2018, I was off for a while. And I knew I needed that time to really figure out what, what path I wanted to go, (laughs) because I'm still trying to figure that shit out, you know, but what what path I wanted to go. And at that time, you know, imagine not having any income in in income, real income coming in, but I knew that this was a time that I needed for, for mental sake, So when I get back to this place, I'm focused and I have a goal or whatever. Not necessarily saying that you need to quit a job to to go where you need to go, but I understood that for me personally, I needed this time to actually do that. And so when I do get off work, I'm not just going home and going to sleep, but I know, okay, I need to put the rest of this time that I have towards something that I actually want to do. So I won't keep feeling like I'm one of those people who, and I, I know it's a bad thing, but when you put your success or whatever in a day on the level of productivity that you've done for, you know, your business or yourself. So if I feel like I haven't done any, done none of that, I have a bad day.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. So i um, trying to get better at that, but
1: yeah, I, I know how that feels though. Go
0: ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> speaking of, of, we just going to touch on, on one last topic. And it pretty much correlates with this, but um you know you talk about how much that you do every day on a day to day basis. Can you talk about how how to uh, separate and understanding the difference between being busy and being productive
1: <laughs> um yeah, um so yeah, that's funny. you mentioned me asked that question um <laughs> why is it funny? i know some people that be busy but don't be productive Mm. um but the thing is this like i just recently i'm not going to say recently but as in the last five or seven years of my life i started writing down more like writing things down a lot more um it's the seeing because you could just be aimlessly working and be busy but you know it's just aimless like you don't even really have an endpoint. you don't even have a focus you don't have a don't have a, a, a pinpoint where you're trying to go. Like, where's the where's the, death, like where's the finish line at? People yeah. just be doing shit and just don't know where they want to go with it. So I had to learn, like, okay, what are my weekly goals? You know what I'm saying? Like, figuring out, drilling out those weekly goals and then then taking a step down. Like, okay, now I know these weekly goals. How can I attain these weekly goals? Monday I'm going to take, this, this mm-hmm. take down this one goal I have for the week. Tuesday I'm going to take down this one goal I have for this week. To Wednesday, and I just break it down. I just break it all the way down. I have an overview of what I want to accomplish for the week. And I may not, and, and to go back to what you were saying, it, I, you may not get all the things that you want to accomplish during that week. And that's yeah, fine.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's okay.
1: You can't beat yourself up over it. Everybody, you, it's, it's not a person. Personally, 24 hours ain't enough time to do that. You know what I'm saying? But you can make it work for you. You definitely yeah. can make it work for you. Um, but just, you know, the difference between you know being productive and being busy is just setting goals, setting attainable goals, smart goals, you know, and 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 timelines, and you know, and, and so you can always hold yourself accountable to where you're at. Like, okay, well shit, I've really just been doing a lot of shit and I ain't really been busy. I've been there, I still do some of that shit sometimes. I'm like, damn, I ain't really do nothing. Fuck. And you know, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, but it's fine because you have a record of all the shit. So it's no more gratifying feeling than crossing some shit out. Yeah. that You wrote down. Yeah. And I man. love doing that shit. I love it too. I, yeah. You love it. It it's just, it's just feels so good. Like, yeah, I did some shit. I crossed <laughs> it out. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. I love that shit. I love that shit. I love flipping through my notebook and seeing all these cross outs. I love that shit.
0: No, facts. I was going to say, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, and also knowing when you write these goals down, where would, where would these goals take you? So when you complete these goals, what is, what is the next step of that? And not necessarily saying, okay, this goal is going to be this and this goal is going to be that, but what are the reason why you have these goals at hand? Um, I, I think is important as well, because if you are just doing small minor tasks, but when yeah. you complete them, what, what is it to show for? Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, but, but, and then also talking about inconsistency, right? How do you get yourself back on track when you're feeling like you're in a funk, you know, for a week or for a couple of days?
1: We just was talking about it. Look back at those goals that you have for yourself, you know? Um, it's very important, man. I, um, um, you know, I just, I just implemented something like in my own, little work stuff outside of like my nine to five is like my key performance indicators. Like, you know, my KPIs. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just like knowing, okay. um, I know I'm performing good if I'm meeting these KPIs and you might have to set out a whole quarterly goal, like, or yearly goal set, like list of these like quarterly goals or yearly goals or half year goals, whatever the case may be, break it down. So if you do have a bad week, you know you still got to get this shit done before in the next two months, three months. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like that. You you know, so you you just, because you are going to have bad days. Not every day is going to be a good day. Right. You know, you will have some ups, you will have some downs, but you have to have a painted picture of the finish line. And, And it sounds so fucking cliche, but those goals really fucking help. Like they really help. Writing down what you want. I see a lot of people who don't write And I think it's so important to have notebooks and just have your book and where you journal. You just write down your ideas and your goals. So you can always go back and refer to see what you had in your mind Mm -hmm. at that time to see, okay, am I, did I, damn, did I accomplish what I had in my mind at this point? But you have an actual record of it. Yeah. You know, so I think the most important thing is just like, you know, having those goals set out by quarterly basis, weekly basis, daily basis, yearly basis, and just always referring back to it if you have a bad week or two.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I seen something, uh some stuff that I wrote down in my journal last year and all I could do is smile because I'm like, damn. You did I all did that this. shit. Yeah, I, I did this. I'm I'm where I wanna be and let's keep going. Let's let's keep going. So that shit is so amazing. It is. It it's an amazing feeling. Cause you know, sometimes you like you said, being hard on ourselves or not being kind to ourselves, we we don't think that we're actually accomplishing the things that you know, we manifested or that we asked for previously because we're just so, okay, what is it to do next? What do I have to do next? I'm not, and it's like, oh, shit, just take a minute and be like, oh, damn, what I was wanting a year ago or six months ago, I'm doing it right now.
1: Yeah. So, absolutely. it's always good to see that on paper. It's so good to see it on paper.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Because you
1: you forget a lot of shit up top, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're getting a million thoughts a day, so it's just like, you know it's good to just write down the most important ones to yourself and then always be able to know you can always refer back to it.
0: Absolutely. And
1: see if you'd be doing that shit or not.
0: Yep. 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 Well, there you have it, my fellow Gen CEOs. Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode uh, with my big bro, Drew. Where can everybody find you, Drew?
1: Yo, they can find me on Instagram at Daz the Great. That is D-A-S-T-H-E great um then follow our platforms the aware brand on instagram rmb tap on instagram um our fly nation uh new site our website will be up in, uh, in a couple of weeks so you could definitely tap into that flynationmovement.com um man just other than that man just, just if you got some questions if you want to continue the conversation just hit me up in the dm you feel me i'm here man i'm, a, I'm an open open source man i love i love uh Chopping it up with people, man, If they want to move on to another level in their life, man. Because We all doing this together. I'm still moving. and I'm moving. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got levels to hit. You know what I mean? But it's nothing but more powerful than numbers, man, and, and, and connecting with people. So, um, yeah, man. Appreciate the opportunity to be on your show.
0: Yeah. If he sound a little aggressive, that's just because he's from New York. Don't, don't take
1: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really a nice guy, okay? <laughs> yeah, you, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. I know I'm Drew, but I, I, I thank you a lot, and I appreciate you for blessing the platform. Uh, Gen CEO. Um, so you guys are not tapped into Gen CEO. Stay black hey. and stay blessed.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>